0: Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved.
1: Episode 615, air date May 11th, 2020.
0: Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Yadure. We're going to start the second part of our session today. Um, and it's and uh, I'll bring up the um, PowerPoint here so we know what we're going to be talking about. So we did a session earlier, just about five minutes ago, calling honoring our mothers, warriors, innovators and healers. And now we're going to move on to part two and we're going to do a whole series of things. Um, hi, Catherine, have you just joined? Can you hear us? Admit her. We have a, a uh, incredible mother joining us today. Hi, Catherine. Are you here? Catherine. Hello. Catherine, are you there? Jen, I think she's having something with her sound. OK, so let me just start here. Um, but but now we're going to talk about how states profit, how there's a trillion dollar industry. Can you hear us? Can you hear us, Catherine? Jen, I think she's got something with her voice, with her sound. Jen, let her just call me on the phone. She's got something going on, okay? Because I don't wanna waste time on technical stuff. But today we're gonna really talk about something um, (laughs) fundamentally having to do with a, a set of things that are going on with how the state is actually getting involved in destroying families, and I just heard about this, and I have put together—it's—it's it's one of the parts of a initial document that we're putting together. But we're gonna have two mothers calling in um, to share with us what's going on. Um, so one of them is, hey Jen, Catherine, can you hear us? Hello, Catherine. Hey Jen, can you tell her to call me on my phone because this is. This is going to be. okay. Um, but what we're going to talk about is an entire process, which is how states are profiting a trillion dollars per year. So the federal government is actually giving money to state governments to take and to take kids away from families. It's going to seem quite extraordinary, but that's what's going on. And I just have been putting together the pieces. So I'm going to share with you how. The government is actually incentivized to do that. Then we have two mothers who've experienced this. One is a woman called Catherine another is called Pamela, both in Massachusetts here. And this is occurring in every state. But our federal government in the United States is literally spending about a trillion dollars in dole outs that they give to essentially support this process of taking kids away from their families. And I'm going to walk you through that. So, so what I wanna do first is to share with you that this is an example of what happens when the government gets involved that they say that they wanna help you. Just like in the vaccine movement, oh, we're gonna come help you. We're gonna do quote unquote vaccine safety. That's what the Kennedys wanna do. We're gonna mandate vaccines. So one Kennedy wants to do it you know, slapping you on this side and the other one wants to act as though he's gonna do it nice for you. Regardless, the government should not be involved in our lives Particular health and all these kinds of things, because it makes it monopolies. You start creating corrupt environments, where people are actually making money off that corruption. Massachusetts, for example, has is, was rated the top ten most corrupt, even ten most corrupt uh, uh, con, uh, states in the entire United States, and has the worst infrastructure, the top three worst infrastructure. That is what Massachusetts is about. And what I want to share with you here is how all of this works. And I just Put this together. So it's new to me, but I want to educate you on it. Sometimes when I take in new information, I'm able to distill it in such a way that all of you can appreciate it. So let me start by talking about this. This is so what it turns out is that the government gets involved in families' lives. Every family has different issues going on, husbands and wives or kids. Well, the government has been incentivized like vulture sitting there. To watch what's going on. Hey Jen, is she gonna be joining me? Is she gonna call me or no?
2: Why don't she says it's going right to your voicemail? Yeah,
0: yeah let me turn on my turn off my do, do not disturb. Have her try again. One second. So I tur- now it should be able to come in. Okay? Mm-hmm. How are we gonna do that? Because I had yeah. my do not disturb on. But the government is being incentivized at all different levels to wait when there's a family disturbance to swoop in to steal the kids, hold them for up to a year and they get funding for that. So let me repeat again. So, hey, Catherine, I, I'm gonna have you on, I'll bring you in shortly, okay? Okay, Okay. so I'm gonna have you on mute until then. So what, what is, uh, actually I'm gonna keep you, you can listen in, Catherine, I'm just explaining the process. So what's happening is a government is being incentivized at all the state levels, the legislature, the judicial, the, the executive branch, everyone's getting a little piece of the action when the state comes in and takes a kid away from the parents. It's quite extraordinary. And when you really start thinking about this, it really wants to make you uh, uh, extremely, it should get you angry, but more important, you'll see when these people say, oh, we want to help you. By the way, Jen, is the sound okay now? Jennifer? Yes, you're good. Okay. So what's happening is there's a financial incentive, but let's walk you through and and Catherine's listening and she's the one who shared this with me. I'm gonna walk you through the theoretical framework of how this works. Then I'm gonna walk you through the economics and then I'm gonna t- actually, we're gonna have call in with Catherine and Pamela, definitely with Catherine, maybe Pamela could join us. And then we're gonna take call-ins if you're in Massachusetts or elsewhere. So let me start this here to really show you what this process works. I have a little flow chart, the engineer and me, okay? So this is what happens. Let's say you're a parent and something is going on with some uh, incident in your family with your kids. Well, somebody um, can report the neglect or abuse to, in Massachusetts, it's called the Department of Children Family, DCF. It's part of what's called Child Protective Services. So let's say you have your husband or your your estranged husband or someone, uh, some next door neighbor or whatever, they hear something in your family, someone calls up the department uh, someone calls up the Department of um, uh, Essentially Children and Family, DCF, or Child Protective Services, DCF. So they call them. What then happens is when they get that phone call, a decision is made: is it emergency, or is it you know sort of something just not that emergency? If it's emergency, people an investigation occurs. Police officers, emergency responders are sent to your home. Now the rule is Catherine will share with this. You don't have to let them in, but most people don't know this, that so they let these people in. So they come over to your family, and that's what I have this little dot here, you don't have to let them in. But most people are in such a situation, police knocking on their door, the emergency responders, that's the emergency path, they let them in. The other thing, it's a normal situation, which means it's not, people think it's an emergency situation, a caseworker shows up, okay? So now you have someone coming into your home, you have an incident taking place in the emergency or non emergency situation, and these people, the state is going to determine if this is danger. They're going to determine. And, and one is they say, well, there's no danger. And then they put you on what's called an action plan and they keep your case open for six months and they're watching and monitoring you and your family. That's case one. If it, they determine it's an emergency, Catherine will talk about this, what happened to her. Then now they determine it's an emergency. And what they do in that case is they take away your child. So they remove the child from your home. Your child is removed, taken away by police, and the the child is first taken to a doctor or hospital to review, okay? And then after that, the child is sent to another place. So your child is taken away, you don't know what's going on, and then the child is typically taken to an intermediary, what they call a respite home, not to a full foster care home, but an intermediary home that is paid for by the state. So the child is there, and within a now at that point, you have three business days uh, uh, where lawyers appointed by the state. So you get a lawyer and the child is at the respite home. You haven't seen your kids up to 72 hours. And then a hearing is held. Now, when that hearing is held on the date of the hearing, some of the lawyers, as you'll see, Catherine will say, will say, well, you should really not do the hearing because you could get really screwed. So waive your rights to the hearing, this kind of gamesmanship. Or you have the hearing. So regardless of which whatever occurs, over here, a caseworker is assigned. So, A caseworker is assigned to you, and and you have to wait to hear from the caseworker. Um, So you've gotten someone assigned, X, Y, Z person, and you're just waiting and waiting. And sometimes people don't hear for weeks or even uh, many, many days. Finally, the caseworker calls you. Again, remember, you don't know where your kid is. You haven't spoken to your kid. Your kid's been separated from you, literally been taken away from you. And then the caseworker gives you what you have to do, okay? And then there's no guarantees that you're ever going to get your kid back. And they give you what's called an action plan. You have to do blah, 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 blah. It's not like you have any say in it. The state is telling you, you must do this, 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 and maybe you'll get your kid back. And there's no timeline on that. And the parents, um, after this, after some period of time that occurs, you get to see your kid at the DCS office for one hour, and this is hopefully after about uh, three to four, five, six days, and then you're asked to do the action plan. And in the case of Catherine, she had to she she got to see her kid one hour per week. So your kid's in a foster home, and one hour per week you're getting to do your you see your kid. And sometimes they will do what's called a six week review, and at that six week review you don't get to see your kid. It's you the DCF caseworker, the foster care, the attorneys. It's like a bunch of attorneys in a room. Bunch of lawyers are there billing and making money on this. You don't get to see your kid. You've gotten to see your kid maybe one hour per week. Now, that could go on for about three months. Then after three months, they have another hearing. It's all uncertain whether you're going to get your kid back. Then you do the action plan and another hearing, action plan, hearing, action plan. Maybe you get your kids. Maybe you don't. But the typical thing is this goes on for about one year. Okay, this is a norm. So your kids have been ripped away from you. You don't see your kids. You don't really know what's going on. Lawyers are making money off of this. You are sitting there in an uncertain times, worried as hell. And the foster care parents are being paid. So what are the economics? And this is what I've now I'm going to give you the high level economics. It even gets even more. I mean, there's a lot of details here. But I've distilled this down for you. This is what happens. Here's the economics. It's a money-making enterprise. So let me tell you this. Regulations. The people like the liberal Democrats, like the Kennedys and the Clintons. By the way, Clinton was involved in creating this. Okay? They make it appear as though they're helping the kids. They always brand it safe, helping the safety of the kids. But it's a multi, not billion, not million, multi-trillion dollar industry. It's bigger This is bigger than the defense industry. Let me repeat, this industry is bigger than the defense budget, and you're gonna see that. So I'm gonna share with you how this actually works, okay? So first of all, the executive office, the governor's office makes money, the office of accountability makes money, the judiciary makes money, the court staff, court clerk, judges, everyone's billing it out. The legislature, particularly the lobbying groups, Planned Parenthood, teaching unions, everyone's making money off your kids being taken from your home. Okay, so this is a statistic I want to share. This is just one case study, just Massachusetts 2016. Seventy eight percent of the kids who were taken away the cases were opened and closed, which was unfounded. That means nothing really happened. The parents didn't do anything. Remember, anyone can call. Your kids can get taken away in up to a year. But nearly 80 percent of the cases were found that the parents had done nothing wrong. Let me repeat that. It was found that the parents had done nothing wrong. And the federal government, which means the United States federal government, gives each state money. So Massachusetts, if it's a normal kid, $5,000 per kid per month for foster care is given to the state. $10,000 per kid if there's disabled. So if you work out the numbers in 2016, 437,000 kids were taken away from their families. Nearly a half a million kids in one year, 2016 alone, 437,000 kids. Now, this is a conservative estimate. If you multiply that $5,000, I'm going to be very conservative because it could be more times 437,000 kids divided by 12. That's about $182 million per month. That's how much just in one state. So the state, the United States federal government, our tax dollars sent $182 million per month to Massachusetts all the leeches and all the people there. It's about 2.1 billion per year. That's just one state, okay? And this is just conservative. This is only for one stream of revenue. There's a whole bunch of others. I'm being very, very, very conservative. Now, of that $5,000 per month, look how the breakout is. Only 30% goes to the foster care. The other 70% goes to all the swamp, the judiciary, the court staff, the DA's office, and the various interest groups. I hope you're getting this. That's where the money flows. This is a money-making enterprise. And to give you a history of this, Mondale, the liberal Democrat who ran against Reagan in 1974, is the one who created, it was called the Child Abuse Prevention Act. Then, Hillary, crooked Hillary came in, who, by the way, supports Monsanto, who supports Big Pharma, who wants mandatory vaccinations, who Robert Kennedy endorsed, not once, three times, who his nephew is supporting the Clinton, you know, the Clinton clan here, Okay. Hillary Clinton took that 1974 act and made it even more draconian. It was called the 1997 Adoption Safe Family Act. Always sounds good, Safe Family Act. And what they did was they even made it more stringent, one size fits all. Everyone, before at least CAPTA, was somewhat more unique. They looked at the unique circumstances so everyone didn't get screwed. This was one size fit all model, unique conditions were not accounted for, draconian. That's why you have these economics. This was a money making tool and this is what the end result is. This is costing, just in, in, in 2019 alone, $1 trillion. $1 trillion. Let me repeat that. $1 trillion was dispersed by the federal government to all the states for taking kids out of their home and separating families. Remember, in Massachusetts, 78% were unfounded claims. And it gets even more interesting when you compare it, where it's headed. In 2020, we're going for $1.2 trillion. This is literally about 50% more than the entire defense budget. The defense budget for 2020 is gonna be 750 billion. We're gonna get 1.2 trillion for 2020. That's what we're talking about. This is not a small amount, this is a racket. And as you can see, when I went back to this numbers here, 78% were opened and closed, there were unfounded claims. Okay, 20%, there was an issue. But the bottom line is, this is a money making enterprise. Let me bring Catherine on. Catherine, how are you? Catherine, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Catherine, can you share with everyone? We have about, you know, we have about, uh, no, 2,000, maybe 1,500 people listening worldwide. Maybe you can share with us the story in in, in the next five minutes, 10 minutes before we bring in Pamela. What is going on? What happened with your family? If you can, if you're as much as you can share, it'd be great. Okay, so um, I mean- my You got to speak a little bit louder because your voice is a little bit low.
1: Okay, can you hear me? Yep, go ahead. Okay, so my case is still open now. So I don't know if there'll be any repercussions for me speaking about it. But um, basically in November, 2018, my son got a spanking from me and his dad. It wasn't one more than the other. And he had a bruise on his bum. He was four years old. He went to daycare, and the daycare teacher reported it. And DCF came and took my four-year-old son and my two-year-old daughter um, that same day. Uh, When they first took them, we didn't see them for a whole 12 days. There was no contact made whatsoever for the first 12 days, and then over the next, the course of the next five months, we only saw them for one hour per week. We missed Christmas with them. Our Christmas was an hour and a half on Christmas Eve. That's all we got. And um, the whole time they were begging their foster mother to come home. They had lost weight. They looked sick. Um, it, w- it was awful. They definitely have PTSD from it. Um, uh, we ended up getting them back after five months. But, you know, and, and the sick part is that Everybody involved says that five months was really fast. Everybody was so shocked that it happened so fast.
0: So one second, Catherine, you didn't get your kids back at, for five months. Is that right? Right. Okay. So five months, if you look at the numbers, uh, how many kids were there? One or two? Two. So five months, is $10,000, at least 10000 right? In the in, in the most conservative case. So someone got 50, probably $100,000 from that. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so,
1: yeah, my son was four and my daughter was two, so I know that there's different prices for certain ages. Um, and luck- we, were, we were actually on the luckier side. Most people, they don't know who the foster parents are or a lot of times siblings get separated. Um, we were lucky enough that somebody that worked at their daycare actually fostered them. So we knew who they were with and we know that they were safe the whole time. And they most likely were not abused while they were gone. Um, but there were a few nights that we will never know where they were. And um, we got them back after five months and we were told how lucky we were. Everybody was in shock that we got them back so fast. And um, they still, and that was in March. March of 2019, so we've had them back for over a year now, and the case is still open, because they pretty much have just been lingering around to try to find something else, I think, to to keep the case open for. Um,
0: so do they get money uh, But so in the case, so you got your kids back, but there must be an incentive to keep the case open. Is that right, Catherine?
1: I'm sure there is. I don't know exactly. That's why I wanted um, Pamela to talk to you, too, because I don't know how the the incentives
0: work. Yeah. So why don't we have Pamela call in to me and I'll conference her in. So so by the way, we've opened up our phone lines too. We have a Zoom call. If people want to call in, you can go to ShivaForSenate.com slash call in. Jen, maybe you can post that. ShivaForSenate.com slash call in. We've set up a Zoom number. You can call in and we'll also bring you in on the call-in. Okay. So please call in because you can ask questions. To Catherine or Pamela, and we're waiting for Pamela to call in. But what you're fundamentally looking at, as as Pamela's calling in, is that this is a industry. It's bigger than the defense industry, right, Catherine? That's what Pamela was sharing with us. Yes. It's. I mean, the defense budget of the United States is one. I mean, this is what's shocking. The defense budget of the United States is one point. I mean, seven hundred fifty billion dollars. That's what Trump wants. In 2020 and the and the, the budget of this is 1.2 trillion now yes. and 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 Catherine, i don't think any of the liberal democrats even want to discuss this i it's haven't seen any know. right i haven't seen the kennedys discuss this i haven't I seen sent, hillary I clinton i sent
1: letters i sent letters i tried calling charlie baker marty walsh elizabeth warren i tried contacting the news
0: yeah Look, this is why we need people, one of us fighting, because whenever you start exposing that, particularly the liberal elite, the Clintons, the Kennedys, they do big lies, or the other thing Catherine looks like they do is silence, right? Either they lie and they try to defame you, or they go into silence mode. Yes. So you, you, you try to reach Elizabeth Warren and Baker. Did you try to reach Joe Kennedy? You should try to call him, see what he says.
1: Um, no, I didn't.
0: Yeah. Um, Remember, the Kennedys are big Clinton supporters. And as you go back here, what you find is that right here, what, what do you see? Hillary Clinton is the one who built this entire thing. She was the architect. Hillary Clinton was the architect. Someone just wrote in and they said, my son has been put on Ritalin since being in foster care. Melanie Kosky, that's horrible. So what you have is the kids are ripped away and this is what happens, this is called fascism when the government thinks that they know better than mothers. That's what we're talking about. Nick Rivera just wrote, I don't know the child abusing DCM system gets more than. Yes, Nick, that's what I just found out. This is what you're looking at. So that means if you take all the money that the United States government has dispersed to the states, it's $1.1 $1. $1 trillion in 2019 and it's it for $1.2 trillion. This is what they call social services. But this also, is. Go ahead, Catherine. Sorry,
1: um, um, this is not relevant to the money, but they also tried to split up the family. They gave me and my kid's father separate lawyers, and they tried to get me to go against him.
0: Explain that. How did they try to get you to go against your, your the father?
1: So in the beginning, when I was going down to the office every day because nobody was calling me and nobody was letting me know what was happening, I just kept showing up there asking them, like, what do I do next? What do I have to do? How do I get my kids back? Nobody's telling me anything. And the DCF supervisor actually came and had, she brought me into a conference room and kind of tried to coerce me into saying the words, he abused my children. It's like she wanted. She was trying to drag those words out of me, as to get like a statement from me.
0: And what was her intention in doing that, Catherine, to say that your husband abused the kids? What was her goal? Because
1: then they can press criminal charges on him for child abuse and arrest him.
0: I say, yeah. So what you're seeing is they not only wanted to take your kids away, but they also wanted to separate your husband from you. Yes. Yeah. It's quite extraordinary what is going on. I can tell you from my personal situation, I had an incident take place where I did nothing wrong and the cops came in and they always take the man away and the woman was trying to do a holdup on me. She said all sorts of things, but it should never have escalated to that. But the state came in and got advantage of doing that. And they actually do it that when there's wrongdoing actually done, they always try to blame the man, particularly in, in Massachusetts. It's quite interesting. Right. And
1: actually, the first day that I met my lawyer, which was two days after my kids were taken, when I went in for the first meeting with my lawyer, her first question to me was, so are we going to include dad or are we going to get rid of him?
0: What do you mean, are we going to get rid of him? Explain. Like,
1: like are we taking him out and, like, basically getting, like, exiting him from the family and going on as just me in this fight alone?
0: I say, Well, Catherine, we have a call coming in. Let me take this caller. Hello? Hello, how are you? Can you say your name and, and what question you have? Hello? 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 Huh, let me unmute all. Hello, are you there? Hello? Not sure what's going on here. Uh, let's see. I may have to. Huh. I'm not sure. Uh, whoever's calling in, can you unmute yourself, please? Can you unmute yourself, please? Okay, we'll see if someone's gonna call in. We have someone here, but they're not talking, so we'll wait. Um but anyway, hey, Jen, if you're listening, maybe there's something wrong with the Zoom. Maybe you can make it not be phone, Jen, but something's wrong with this. Let me just make the video also. Hello? Hello, someone there? Huh. We're not getting them here. Okay, well, go ahead, Catherine, keep going. Catherine, so when you didn't see your kids for how many days?
1: When they first took them, it was 12 days.
0: And so were you going every day? I mean, how did you feel when all this was going on? Well, I mean, this sounds crazy.
1: Yeah, I was calling them nonstop. I was going there. I went there every day for maybe four or five days straight until my lawyer told me that I need to calm down or they're going to try to charge me with harassment. Um, and I pretty much was just being shrugged off. I was being treated... Like I I was no good. The, like the the way that they looked at me, it was just so degrading and disgusting. You know, I mean like you know, I'm not perfect, but I was a good I'm a good parent and you know, we, we work full time, like you know, we were decent people. We had a good home for our kids. And, and a lot how, better than most.
0: How is it right now, Catherine? I mean what is, I mean, are you under fear? Do you always feel like it's in a weird situation now?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, like I've said, I got I got actually a decent worker. My worker is actually a decent hearted person. And um, I got lucky with that too. But there's always that fear because they never go away.
0: What, what do you mean? What do you mean they never go away?
1: Like, well, I mean, for instance, right now, I've had my kids back for over a year and they're still lingering. My case is still open. It's closed in court, but I still have a clinical case open with DCF.
0: And, and what does that mean? It's, it's, it's still open.
1: So they still, we still have to have a visit every month with the DCF caseworker just to check in and see
3: how things are going.
0: Mm-hmm. By the way, anyone who wants to call and try again, I just did a setting change so you can try again. If you go to shivaforsenatecom slash call-in. Jen, can you publish the phone number there too with the passcode? Okay, here's someone coming. Let's see if they can hear us. Hello, can you hear us? Hello? Hello? Hmm. Hello? All right. Um, if you're just called in, please unmute yourself so you can talk to us on the phone. We don't hear you. Okay, we'll wait if they can say anything. Jen, maybe you can tell these people to unmute themselves. So, um, is Pamela gonna join us, Catherine?
3: I haven't spoken
1: to her. I think that um, Catherine Ignani was in touch with her.
0: Okay. All right. So we have someone logged in, but let me see why we can't hear them. Mute, audio, unmute. Okay. So someone just called in, but we can't hear them for some reason. I'm not sure why, but we're not able to hear them. We have everything turned on. I'm gonna unmute everyone, but we're not able to hear them. Okay. Can I say something? Yes. Sorry, I just, um, I'm looking through the
1: comments on the live on Facebook and somebody said um, that leaving a bruise on a child is very aggressive and ineffective parenting, which I do agree but there are other ways to work on the situation and to figure out how to help the family than to remove the kids from the home.
0: Yeah. So this is, this is an interesting discussion, you know, um, this is, I guess, a fundamental issue, right? Um, um, it's a very interesting discussion, right? Because, um, people have disagreements in families, which I assume, right. So now when you when this process acts, it looks like you have three people involved in a family unit, that the government is now part of your family. That's what you fundamentally said. And I think yeah. their, their, their discussion on this as well, someone could be getting hurt, right? I think right. someone else is joining us. Jen, is that you testing? Jen, is that you? Hello, someone else just joined us, hello? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So someone else is joining us. Let me, by the way, whoever is joining us, please turn down the background noise. So we don't hear the thing coming in.
4: Uh, hi, Dr. Shiva. This is Pradeep.
0: Okay. Pradeep. So do you have a question? Why don't you ask one of your questions? We have Pradeep Yogi calling. Pradeep, where are you from? And, and why don't you tell us what you want to ask?
4: Uh, yes. I'm from Los Angeles. Thank you for taking up this topic. Really appreciate you doing this. Yeah is uh, I did not know that it's a trillion dollar business, but I have heard firsthand a lot of horror stories of uh, uh, children being abused in foster families. Apparently the system rewards uh, foster families to uh, provide mental health uh, drugging, you know, psych drugging. Um, and uh, oftentimes it's multiple drugs that goes to these kids. Um, it's socialized uh, care of a child. And it's just unfortunate that we have such a system and that its budget is bigger than our defense. Um, I I would ask you as to what you think might be a solution uh, or an alternative for a system like this.
0: Yeah, so so Pradeep, what is the alternate, right? I can tell you this. This is a fundamental difference, Pradeep. Is do we go to a government by the people where people uh, where we uh, recognize that things come bottoms up or top down? So th- this is a philosophical question for OK. Yeah. And if you this is why, you know, getting back to why I filed the lawsuit against, you know, Mr. Kennedy, Mr. Kennedy, if you look at him and the liberal Democrats are fundamentally of the opinion they know better. And they're very, very clever. They always sell it as something that they're doing now. Mr. Kennedy is pro vaccine. He's pro government policies. And then they frame it in vaccine safety. Okay. If you look at what Hillary Clinton called this, I want to bring this word here Adoption Safe Family Act. Did you see that word safety? Yeah. So it's a very, it, to me, the word safety is a trigger word for the government is going to come involved. Okay. Yeah. And this is what we need to recognize that the Kennedys. And the liberal Democrats and the liberal elite um, fundamentally believe that they know better than you and I, that they could come in between you and your wife. They could come in between in every aspect of you because of, quote unquote, safety. And based on that, once you go down that path, you essentially and you allow the state in what you're fundamentally saying, we're not going to come up with any other innovative solutions. Right. There must be many other solutions. You know, in traditional times, you know, you know, the there was always the public square where people had conversations, where we didn't isolate people into these um, into these environments where people were in these little, little um, nuclear families and no one had friendships. No one could talk about these things. So we've created a world right now where we've essentially created little steam kettles where Parents are under massive amounts of pressure in terms of surviving to make money, two parents working or they can't make money. Think about what's going on right now with this whole social isolation. The amount of pressure that's putting on families, 32 million people out of work, people having been forced to be socially isolated. So the government creates these conditions where people are brutalized in some way, Pradeep, right? They're not living in natural conditions of openness, uh, social connections, etc. So I would argue that the real solution is going to emerge bottoms up, where we create methods and incentives for people to be able to reach out, have friendships, of connection, community. Look, in the old times, it was your churches, right? Uh, it was communities. Um, a friend, uh, one of my very close friends was saying if someone was suffering down the street and people knew, the community would get together, right? They would go try to figure out what was appropriate for those people. It wasn't top down. And when you go down the top-down model, what you end up ha- ha- happening is this, because we know Massachusetts is one of the most corrupt states. So now there's an incentive to support corruption. So I can tell you philosophically, we have to go back to bottoms up thinking. It can't be top-down.
4: Great.
0: Okay, thank you. let me take, thank you. Thank you Pradeep. good question. Thanks. Let me bring the next person in. By the way, people, if you're calling, please go to shivaforsenate.com slash call in. And then let me bring this other person. We have someone calling. Hi, how are you? Hello?
2: Christina, how are you? Oh, good. Hi, can you hear me?
0: Yes. Where are you from? And are you from California? And we still have Catherine on the call. Yep. Yeah,
2: so, so I'm originally from Philadelphia, actually, and I currently live in L.A. I've been here about seven years
0: now. Okay, so tell us, what do you think about this, what Catherine just shared with us?
2: Yeah, so I was listening and then I decided to like uh, contact Jennifer to kind of get in the call really fast. So um, I didn't hear like the total ending of it because I'm doing everything on my phone. So I apologize. Um, But I just wanted to say that, you know, I dealt with with um, a a kind of similar issue as her, but not really. Um, I had my son um, in
5: 2018
2: and um, I took him to the doctor's um 10 days later because actually i had a home birth and i took him 10 days later to the to the um doctor and um i kindly declined the vaccine from him and uh yeah the next day child protective services was knocking on my door
0: <laughs> okay so let me just uh, summarize for everyone so you had your child at yes. home by yourself yes. then you took him to the doctor yes. and the and then you didn't want to vaccinate and then what few days later how many days later did child protective services show up at your door
2: uh, it was the the next day after I went to the doctors. Literally the next day, I took I had my son on December the thirtieth. I took him to the doctors on January the ninth. Child uh, Child Protective Services was at my door January the tenth.
0: Oh, okay, so Thursday. January ninth and January tenth. Yeah. So uh, by the way, I'm sharing the diagram here. So someone, according to what Catherine share called Child Protect. Excuse me, Child Protective Services and then someone knocked on your door. So this is sort of yes. almost like a Gestapo model, right? Anyone can call yes. and anyone can show up. Now, did you know that you didn't have to let him in your house or did you let him in your house? Or I what happened?
2: I, I didn't know, um, the, the woman that came to my door was very good at what she, was, she did. She kind of backed me into my apartment and I really didn't know what was going on. What do you mean backed um, you into but, your apartment?
0: You know, what do you mean backed you into your apartment?
2: Um, I, she caught me off guard. And while she was asking me questions, I was, you know, kind of backing up, like, whoa, what's going on? And she was kind of inviting herself into my house, but I didn't know all of my rights at that time. That's what the issue was. So I, see. I did then tell her to come in and sit down. And and that's when she told me that my husband and I had to be in separate rooms. And she basically interrogated me in my in my living room of my house and asked me a lot of questions about my home birth, um, you know,
0: unbelievable.
2: And, and et cetera, et cetera. And it wasn't wow. good <laughs> at all.
0: So, so what then happened?
2: So basically they kept my case open for three months and um, made me do everything pretty much that you were talking about. Um, we, my husband and I, they had, um, we, you know, they drug tested us. They had to make sure that we had everything that our child needed in our home. Um, They had you know a bunch of things that we had to abide by they did their background checks on us They did everything that they needed to do Um, We had to take our son to their wellness exam once a month for three months and they had to um, Deem it that he was gaining proper weight, you know, he was getting proper nutrition They they made me go through all of these hoops to basically Continue to have the doctors ask me every time we went if we, if we, you know, we could vaccinate him, and I kindly declined. And for three months they did this until they closed my case and listed it as unfounded. But let me tell you, Doctor Shiva, for those three months, I told my husband I was so scared that they were going to try and find anything they could to take my son away from us.
0: Let me ask you something. What is the, and maybe, let me bring in Pamela Olson, okay? Let me bring in Pam. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, mm-hmm.
0: Let me bring in Pam. Pam is someone involved in this. Let me see if I can bring her in. Pam, are you there? Pamela? Hello, Pamela? Pamela, you need to unmute yourself. Pam, are you there?
6: I am here. Hello, Dr. Shiva, how
0: are you? Hi, Pam. We have an audience of around uh, 1,500, 1,600 people here live. We also have, by the way, we, uh, the woman that just called in, what is your name?
2: Uh, my name's is Janay Noff.
0: Yeah, Janay Noff. Um, Janay Noff just shared yes. with us that she took her child after she had childbirth to her doctor and said she wasn't going to get vaccinated. Suddenly the next day, someone showed up at her home, um, a child protective services person, interrogated her, separated her and her husband, started like we just said a case report went on for three months and she was basically scared as hell whether they were going to take the, to take her kids away. So Pam, the question I have for you is how are they even able to do this? That means did she even have to let them into her home? Does this mean anyone can open a case at any time?
6: You are absolutely correct on all counts. Remember what we are talking about, the child welfare services known as CPS most commonly Never mind all the other acronyms, we all know what we talk about in space, BPS. They absolutely are a social secular entity that believes they have the absolute right to tell you what you may and may not do with your own child. These are all seen in the welfare and institution codes of each state. If you have not yet done so, please get your SDM manual for your state. Each state has one. That is the decision-making manual for CPS, and you can type that into Google. That's for all 18,000 of you. Type into Google today. I want my state's SDM manual for CPS. In there, are every single right that they are going to break, but also what they must do. If they harangued you over a vaccine, was it because you didn't want your child vaccinated at all? Or was it you wanted to splay out the vaccines, which now are four times even more vaccines than I would have received in my lifetime? And I'm a grandma. Yeah. Yeah,
2: so you're asking me? Do you want me yes. to answer that? Oh, yes, okay. Please. So um, yeah, I just kindly told them that I didn't believe my son's immune system was strong enough yet for me to receive vaccines for him 10 days after I just had him. So that's Absolutely. the answer I
6: gave to them. And, and the American Pediatric Association agrees with you. So is it jaw dropping to find out all 18,000 of our wonderful live listening viewers? Would it shock you to know DCFS does not care about your constitutional right. They are in fact, the state is the parent and they will tell you what they believe you should do because you are not the proper parent. The state erroneously and unconstitutionally claims that authority over you, over a social secular you don't have to commit a crime. You can have a neighbor who doesn't like your kids playing in the backyard, call in a fake or a hopes hotline tip and trying to get them out of your life can be a misery. So instead I want everyone edified and educated about your rights state to state. So do look up. I believe that they
2: were trying to, I'm sorry, uh, I believe they were trying to list it as some sort of medical neglect. Um, and, And actually it was the doctor that I took him through um that reported me um obviously
6: because that's Ah. the only person that he has told yes absolutely and they will listen to medical facilities and their opinion regardless whether the narrative is correct or not this is the great danger within dcfs regardless the topic right
2: and i just would like to let you guys know real fast because i don't know how much time is You know. Anyway, um, I I recently came across something for the civil rights office in um, Washington, D.C. And I actually, um, you know, did put in a complaint for what I experienced. I don't know whether that was the right or wrong thing to do, but I just wanted to see what my outcome is going to be, which I just sent off last week. So I, I explained the situation to them and provided documents to, you
6: know, show them exactly what I experienced. And bravo to you. know yeah i i I think people i know people who understand there's always another step and there's always a larger entity that runs a smaller entity bravo i think i think one of the most
0: i think one of the most single
6: state has a dhhs it's the second nicest building in the state next to your capital they have an office of civil rights that is where you put your complaints parents you have any caseworker who usually only have a high school diploma or maybe an aa they're not specific to child development much less the proper raising of a child and they definitely don't take into effect the variances between us all. No two homes run the exact same way, but yet both homes are loving, open, non-criminal, non-illicit drug-using entities. That is 99% of all right. cases in CWS.
0: So, Pamela, right. I think one of the things you shared was 78% were unfounded, like this case. So, basically, yeah. what you're saying is, I just want to get this because it's this quite amazing. You're telling me that anyone, if you have a child, can knock on your door, someone can call... And I have the little flow chart here just to summarize. Anyone someone can call child services, you have a kid, someone can show up and if you don't understand that because you're in a fearful situation someone knocks, you let this person in, they open up a case report and there you go, they could take away your kid. They have a case report and you're being watched by the state. Is that pretty much it? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes. So and and, <laughs> and 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 fundamentally what I want the audience to understand here is this was brought to you by the likes of Hillary Clinton. And I want everyone to understand this. So anyone who says they endorse Hillary Clinton, anyone. She's a woman who was pro Monsanto, pro Big Pharma now, pro child protective services, pro the government getting involved, is an absolute scumbag in my in my I'm sorry. This is disgusting because what you're talking about is that the state being involved in every aspect of your life. Correct. And, and and what what then the reason this has occurred is because people have been bamboozled by the liberal elite. Oh, the Kennedys they are such nice people. Right. <laughs> I'm being serious. If it was, uh, you know, a right winger doing this, people would probably say, oh, my God, we can't let this occur. Right. right. If a right wing fanatic Absolutely. KKK Klansman said we want to do it, they would have been shut down. But the reason these policies get implemented is because of people like the Kennedys because they sell it to you in a beautiful way. And because people are dumb and stupid and they get manipulated and brainwashed by the likes of the Kennedys. And this is what's going on with vaccinations right now. You have Bobby Kennedy, who's pro-vaccine, totally, he says it, I'm emphatically, I'm fiercely pro-vaccine. I am for policies, quote unquote, which will ensure full vaccination of all Americans. Now, how much more clear has it to be, Pamela? And then he endorsed Hillary Clinton once, not twice, three times. And he endorses nephew here who wants his wife is starting wellness centers, which are for full vaccination. And this is why the world ends up in this fascist model. It's not because of the obvious establishment. It's because of the not so obvious establishment. And and Pam, maybe you you should, you know, it'd be nice to to discuss this because this is incredible that we even got here.
6: Absolutely. Especially without the consent of those who have children, grandchildren, aunts and uncles and grandparents also raise family children without the consent of we the people. This was decided for us. It's absolutely unconstitutional. Further, you take someone like Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton, and we all understand who these people are. When she says it takes a village to raise a child, she was speaking directly to, I want to remove your children from you. When I say we are in a fourth Reich situation, that has nothing to do with color. That has nothing to do with Germans. It is an ideology of complete totalitarianism and fascism of idea and thought, which takes away parents' first amendment rights, second amendment rights, fourth amendment rights, seventh, ninth, literally they're trampling all over us because the states claim they are the parents not us they're just allowing us until they find that we are doing something they don't agree with and then the state becomes the parent and why do they do all this to rob our federal tax ssi ssdi fund pot that is about to go broke 2032 to 2035 elizabeth warren herself has stated this over and over and over as a means to get even more money to clean up the supposed quote unquote slightly dysfunctional asphalt that Bill and Hillary put in every single person in Washington knows about this folks Hear the validity of that statement. There's not one person I've spoken to in Washington DC that does not know what is going on. It's just not a pressing enough of an issue because not enough Americans know what is going on and how quick and easy it is for a Harvard-trained doctor of 15 years to go through seven years of a DCFF case. They don't care who you are. They will pick on you big and small. The minute you push back and push for your rights, you are in the battle of your life for your own child over social, secular, fascist ideas. It is the most disgusting and America now has a dark legacy that will forever be a stain upon the soul of this nation.
0: Pamela, thank you. And by you. the way, Dr. Siever, y- yes, I just I have wanted a couple. to give you
6: a little something.
0: Yes, uh, go ahead.
2: Uh, oh, oh, by the way, I just wanted to give you guys something to laugh about. After I did decide to do all of this and they closed my case for unfounded reasons, they sent me a survey in the mail. I was chosen. Out wait, 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 wait. They sent you a what?
0: We didn't hear you. Can you they see sent
2: me a survey, a survey in the mail. I was randomly chosen out of 3,000 women apparently in Los Angeles to do the same thing that I do. And it was just a bunch of question for them basically to pick my brain about the women that feel the way that I do not vaccinating their child. So they'll give them you know, a little bit more education, I guess, a little bit more knowledge how they can continue to persuade us especially ones that think
6: like I do about not vaccinating our children. And especially being in California, you're under Pan's edit, are you not? Yes. 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 And for those that don't know about California, um, Senator Pan, he is a state senator. He put in 2016 mandatory vaccination for every single child, even a baby. A baby gets eight different vaccinations in the first five minutes it's born. It is
0: insane. Yeah, and I think, look, I want to emphasize this, Pam. When you look at all the the conditions where we're at with this lockdown that took place, right, with the economic health, this was all done by the liberal elite. Absolutely, and and I, I, I I mean, there are a
6: few rhinos. There
3: are a few rhinos. I'm talking about all
0: of them. I'm talking about when I say the liberal elite, I mean the establishment Democrats, the establishment Republicans, all of them. This is no longer about. Republicans versus Democrats. This is about the people losing their rights. This is about fascism. But I can't Mm -hmm. overemphasize, Pam, and everyone listening, that this is not the way this fascism is sold is by the likes of the Kennedys. That's what people need to understand. Done very well, you know, talking I'm against big pharma. It's all this bullshit. It's done by them. And that's how it's sold. And they literally, you know, when, when they saw our movement coming up bottoms up, Pam, they had to go create an alternative movement, okay? Because, Absolutely. because our movement is bottoms up and they are Clintonites. It's my new yes. term, Clintonites with a K, okay? Clintonites, yep. because it's the Kennedys and the Clintons come together and they meet and it's all about top down fascism. Uh, listen, I'm going to bring someone else in. Uh, Pam, you should stay on. Someone called Abbas Comber. Let me see who this is. Someone else is joining us. Hi, Abbas. How are you? Abbas? I know you've been waiting. Hello? Hello? Are you there? Hello? Someone there? Nope, they're not there. So I'm going to remove them. Let's go to someone by the name of D Gom. D Gom. Hello, how are you? Hello? I'm admitting them but they're not coming in. Okay, there you go. Hello, how are you? Hello. Hey. Hello. Hi, who's who's this? Why don't you tell Hello, us your New name?
3: Hello?
0: Yes, where are you from and you what's your up. name?
2: From New Jersey.
0: Okay, so tell us what you think about this. And we have you live there's what? about yeah there's about uh there's about I think we have it's growing. We have about two thousand people right now. Go ahead.
2: I felt, I first dealt with, um, socialism services back about 19 years ago. Cause uh, somebody called and they, they ended up taking my daughter for a year because of, uh, and, and when the courts, when it came down to the court, they said we me, me and her mother were arguing too much.
6: And, and this th- is common. This is very common. And then then who- neglect, domestic violence, Munchausen by proxy. Non-medicalization, over-medicalization, and general abuse and neglect, meaning you're too poor and you don't live in a $2.5 million estate. You live in a regular two-bedroom with your two children, usually single parents. It is amazing what they will open cases up. Would it shock you to hear that New Jersey is as bad as California, is as bad as Arizona, is as bad as New York, is as bad as Iowa, is as bad as Montana? Montana of all places. This is in every state. It is insidious. And one it's in your life, six months in a day it pays that state a full year worth of having that child, even though it's only six months in a day, nine months and two weeks, they get a year and a half worth of payment. If it goes a full year, now they can start going for bonuses and incentives by adopting or sending your children to be adopted by a family member there are huge money dollars here guys this is all about funding which probably would make a lot of sense for those parents who have been through an unfounded case which believe it or not 92 percent this year we are on track for every case that is open to be found unfounded this follow the money mentality is going to show the american people exactly what cps is all about because it's not about saving our children
0: so so pamela the number that you gave me for 2016 was 78 percent, but you're saying as of 2019 it's 92 percent are unfounded so they come in 19. take away your right. kids up to a year that's what it seems like the average is right Yep. And it used
6: to be six months in a day but now it's right. a year because i think they know this system is about to be taken down by family first prevention Act.
0: right right i was just gonna say i'm sorry this is happening. go ahead
6: Um, I was just going to
1: say, Pamela, can you explain to Dr. Shiva the Family First Prevention Act?
0: Yeah, can you explain to uh, Pam what what Catherine says? Can you explain to us the Family First Prevention Act? We have another about nine minutes uh, at 7.15, but go ahead, Pam.
6: Okay, so FFPA, we only have phase one out. It has already taken a huge bite out of ASFA by taking down the 15 month criterion to 18 month criterion of adopting out your child just due to how many months have gone by. That now is gone. There are now protections built into FFPA, Family First Prevention Act, that will finally call a child a human being for the first time. Children, right now, are chattel, they're property. Bobby Cagle in LA County calls them quote unquote product. Okay. Understand what you're looking at 92% by 2020 the nationwide number is going to be 92% of all cases opened by cps will be closed as unfounded and we're on track to make almost over a trillion dollars out of our federal taxpayer funds to go to all 50 states
0: wow okay so we have someone else call um, we have Mashan here abbas comber does anyone else have a question we have a lot of people calling in if you hi who's that hi yes what's your name Oh, good. Yeah, so what's your name, and tell us what you want to talk about.
3: Uh, My name is Glenix, and um, I I actually wanted to ask you a question
2: about um, eczema and, and, and psoriasis.
0: Yeah, so that's not what this call is about, so we want to talk about the family issue here. So you can email uh-huh. me at V.A. Shiva at V.A. right now. We want to focus our topic on this Mother's Day week on families being separated and what's going on with the stories. But I appreciate your call. But you can email me at V.A. Shiva okay. at V.A. Thank you. OK, thank you. Be well. Bye bye. OK, anyone else have a to- uh, have a question to Catherine or Pamela uh, or to myself on this issue with. The racket that's going on with family separation and the amount of money that's being made. Anyone else?
6: And, and, and if you may, while you're waiting for your next call, yep. let me just give you a few stats. Eighty-eight percent. This is an FBI stat that came out in 2018. Eighty-eight percent of all children in foster care are sex trafficked right out of foster care.
0: Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk to you about, Pam. You're saying eighty. So you're saying for like you. I think the number you gave me in Massachusetts in 2016. Was 437,000 kids, right, in Massachusetts? And you said
6: 2017.
0: Yes. Oh, okay, I have 2016. Sorry, I can correct that. But, and then you're saying that 80% of those huh? kids in foster care huh? are, hold on, Mashan. one second, I'll be right there with huh? you. Hold on, one second, one second. Um, and then you're saying that 80% of those kids are sex trafficked? 88. Oh my God. Yeah. So, so basically, by the time they come out of those foster homes, they're damaged.
6: They're beyond traumatized. They're beyond damaged. They make the spirit of a child destitute the minute they enter that child's life.
0: Wow. Okay, let me take a call here. Hi, Mashan, do you have a question? Hello? You need to unmute yourself. Yes, do you have a question? We can't hear you. You have to unmute yourself. Hello. You have to unmute yourself.
3: <laughs> Hello.
0: Yes. Go ahead. What's Hello? your question? Yeah. What's your question?
5: Hi. I'm um Am I talking to Dr. Shiva? Yes. This is Dr.
0: Shiva. And you have Pam Olson and Catherine Vitali. So tell us.
5: Hello. This is Claudia Sevelero. I'm a special education teacher. I spent over 30 years teaching in New York. I grew up in the public school system, and I taught in the public school system. And I want to bring out exactly what you are saying is stunningly correct. Um, And the push on drugging our children is just horrendous. And the Board of Education is part of it. Um, They have teachers um, do screenings with children. If you say you need some uh, help or support in the classroom for a child, they automatically give um, teachers uh, screenings for. Uh, the teachers to fill out. And with that, it starts a ball rolling where you wind up at meetings where they wind up trying to prescribe drugs to uh, children. And I spent half of most of my work as a special educator advocating for families and special ed children because they were pushing drugs on kids and addicting them, making them dependent on psych meds, which was just horrendous. Um, I'm witness to it. I've been a whistleblower for years. And um, I tried to get in touch with senators, Senator, um, even Senator Carlucci, um, in the state of New York and Rockland County for years. Um, I now live in South Carolina. I got so disgusted with the system, I left South Carolina, uh, New York, three years ago.
0: So let me but, ask you. Um, so, 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 what, what, yeah. what, so the question I have for you: So you're a special ed teacher. I wanna. I'm very much into process and mechanism. You're sitting there mm-hmm. and then you have these meetings and right. what, what are they? You're, you're trying to tell me they're trying to identify kids who they can give drugs to. Is that what you're saying?
5: What they do is they'll sit at a meeting and they'll discuss the child as if they're, they're just um, property. And I would try to advocate for the parents because they would say, well, there's something wrong with this child. Um, we've done screenings with Chad." Chad um, uh, is a company that puts out all these screening screenings that uh, teachers would fill out. And if they connect the dots, they'll turn around, let's say, say the child has anxiety. And before you know it, the parents are being told that they have to go see a psychiatrist. And as soon as they go into a psychiatrist's office, the first thing they do is they drug these kids. And I've been witness to so many children on drugs in my classroom, it's just horrific.
0: But 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 what you're saying is they they have a screening methodology to try to yes. that's what I'm saying they're looking for business. It sounds like a sales lead system. You know, I run a business, uh, and it looks like this is a way to find sales leads, right? Oh, it absolutely right. is. Yes, medical.
6: Would yes. it shock either of you to hear as young as two, three, and four year olds are on antipsychotropics in foster care because they're crying for their mother and father and the foster oh, I work, I work, I doesn't work want to hear
5: it. Yeah. yeah, I work for Head Start. I can't, uh, you know, wow. You know, yeah. I'm screening for the county for children and I can't tell you how many children I saved that they were trying to say that they they were retarded or they had, I had a child who was, a, um, he was born deaf. And I said, this child isn't retarded, but so he can't hear, there's nothing wrong with him. He, he needs to be tested and screened and he had hearing. Problem. He was disabled, but with that, he was normal. But if I didn't step up, that child would have been drugged. And I mean, yeah. they were putting him out, just late, slapping labels on these children. I can't tell you how many parents, there's not a day that doesn't go by. I'm in the supermarket, I'm all over the place, wherever I live, and I'm speaking to parents and grandparents whose children and grandchildren have been drugged. And yes. it's horrendous. It's just And horrendous. Thank you. Thank you for being honest
6: and coming forward. I love teachers, my eldest is a teacher. I myself am a 30-year educator as well, so is Dr. Shiva, uh-huh. so I know we all can yes. say to you, I love my teachers. Yeah. Teachers are not the
5: bad yeah, guys. So well, thank you, thank you. I
0: became, thank, thank you. Because
5: I, yeah, I became a teacher because I know, even as a child myself, I needed advocates and parents don't know what goes on behind those walls once their children walk into the schools and right. um, I just hope that, you know, we got to shine a light on this because these kids have to be protected. It's horrific. And parents have to be protected. So, Well, let me ask you um, both a question. Yes. I'm your number one fan.
0: <laughs> yeah. Listen, we this is why, you know, bringing it home to what's going on. We have to win in Massachusetts. And I'm telling you why. Yes. It's not just a U.S. Senate election. This is about broadly right. for truth, freedom and health. It's a local thing. It's national. And it's global because Massachusetts is a testing ground. And listen to me very carefully. Quote, unquote, innovation, this is where they test all their crap out, okay? Yeah. This is known as a mecca of medicine. When I came to Boston in 1981, you know, I wanted to do medical school and I was so disenchanted because I realized all of medicine was nothing to do with healing. It was treating the body as parts. That's why I went into engineering. And I, and I remember someone telling me, oh, Boston is a mecca of medicine. Because I'm, I'm looking out my window here. You, you, I can look over and I can see Longwood, Harvard Medical School, you know, uh, Boston. Med- I mean, every medical major, quote unquote, innovation comes out of here. And that innovation includes. And behind my house here is McLean's, right? Which is the biggest psychiatric institution, right? right? They test right. everything here. I'm in the belly of the beast here. In the one mile radius between MIT and Harvard is the center of the deep state. We have to win here. And it's not just an election for US Senate of Massachusetts. It's against the deepest of the states. It's a deep state.
5: Right. And the Kennedys think I they own it everything here. everything you say. That's I why- I studied microbiology at Stony Brook University. Yeah. I understand everything you're saying. I understand where you're coming from. And um, I'm in the trenches with you. So you've got my support for sure. Yeah, so,
0: so we, we have, and I'm saying this not because I'm running. It just becomes so obvious, right? that a victory here yes. will be a really a nuke to them. Because you know right. I don't think anyone else will even talk about this. Two days ago, I talked about organ harvesting, right? And the guy talking about it says, no one right. wants to talk about it. And all the Congress people say, oh yeah, we're against it, yeah, we're against it. But no one brings it out. And I think the way we're gonna win this is to talk about these issues. Yes, you know, exactly. Catherine, you spanked your kid, okay? You have whatever issue occurred but is that the basis for destroying the family and putting the parents under such fascist control? I don't know. And right. that doesn't make sense because this means yeah. that there is zero tolerance in any way. And I'm not saying I'm for punishment or anything, but there has to be a different way because what they're doing is saying that the state can be involved in your life on any account, on any account, yep. on any right. account. Yeah. And it's basically when you get married, that means there's three people involved in your marriage. Who the hell wants to get married? I mean, right. I looked at the entire marriage model, and it's basically why would you want to get married? It's
5: Government contract. It's, it's
0: a, a government, government contract.
5: contract. You're inviting them into your life.
0: Yeah, you. Uh, you know, it, it's the the, the 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 For example, marriage should be you, your whoever you love, and God. Why is there this fourth party in there? And I think this is what's happened. And and again, it's interesting. Pamela and Catherine, you shared this was brought to you by Hillary Clinton, Walter Mondale, and we have to really understand there is a division in this country. People talk about unity. You can't unify based on fascism versus freedom. There is no unity, and 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 the fascists always, when you attack them and expose them, say, "Oh, you're trying to divide us." Yeah, we are trying to divide you. We don't believe in your bullshit. Okay. Excuse my language.
4: I
5: under, I I totally understand. I lived in Rockland County for 29 years. I thought RSK was the man, and when I realized that he was pro-vaccine after duping all these women, because most moms don't have moms don't have backgrounds like me. I have three college degrees. They don't really understand what the whole situation is. But he duped so many families. I was in the trenches with kids with autism and on the spectrum and homeschool these kids because the school districts couldn't deal with them and then they drugged all these children and it was horrendous yeah let me let me just play
0: let me just play if people go to rfkexpose.com let me play exactly what he says minister farrakhan has asked me to address the issue of vaccines and african-american vaccine safety I want to start out by saying this, and I want to say it emphatically. emphatically. I pro-vaccine, I yes. am. I have always been fiercely pro-vaccine. Makes I have all six sit. of my children I vaccinated. Care. and I, I believe that we ought, ought to have policies you. that encourage full vaccination for all Americans. Let, let, let me let me repeat that. Policies that enc- Listen to this. Vaccinated, and I believe that we ought to have policies that encourage full vaccination for all Americans now now if you go listen to it and people saying oh you didn't share the whole thing he then moves into vaccine safety very clever hillary clinton's safety and then it's basically about the government getting involved these people are sleaze bags and when i and it's incredible that no one exposed him until i got involved in this movement because no one wants to everyone is brainwashed by celebrities and the kennedys this is an actual
5: You're listening to the rhetoric, he just goes on and on and on, and so you think, you assume that he's on board with where you're coming from. He's not. He's in bed with the Clintons. It's horrendous. It's like holy cow! And they're in bed with Bill Gates. <laughs> and you know, a lot right? Of them. They
0: they they basically uh, create umbrella. they create fictitious enemies. Right? I've been attacking all of them, and when I exposed him, they said, and, and then they go into derangement mode. Call me a vaccine maker say that I support Bill right. Gates because I'd I buy software. That's and that's why they I'm... They didn't
5: t- understand Cytosol. No, they did understand Cytosol.
0: No, they didn't understand Cytosol. What, if, what
5: I'm saying is, online, I kept seeing the trolls. And they yeah. were, you know, like they'd be attacking you and I would explain to them, no, Cytosol is not a vaccine company. You know? Yeah, they but, have paid uh, trolls, I, by I, the I way.
0: We, we have found that they're yeah. paying trolls and this is what they do. Right. So the level of fascist insidiousness it's easy to see the Fauci's. It's easy to see the Gates. But I'm saying the Clintonites, right. these are the real fascists. Right. And the day that we break from them, we're going to have an overnight revolution. Overnight. And they are the yeah, people right. that they keep stuck. And that's what I want to explain. There's no reason, Pam, that this should be a trillion dollar industry. Extraordinary that he even got this big. And and if you
6: want to talk about deep blue state, what is Elizabeth Warren in Massachusetts constantly railing on about how much we spend on the military? We don't spend a fraction on the military the way we spend and give our federal hard-earned, I don't know about anyone else, anyone who works, works, works. We work our fingers to the bone harder than we did back in our 80s. I'm telling you, it's harder today, even on Monday through Friday, or if you've got a rotating schedule. It's harder to make ends meet in any profession. And this woman on the phone right, right now, I'm so sorry, I forgot her name. Three degrees, just like I've got. And you can right. barely make ends meet. It's not like you're a multimillionaire. They have gained right. the entire system. And what makes me the sickest of all CPS is the bargain basement of government. It's common
3: law. It, it is. law. It is. they don't and know this anything is what about
5: child about. development, they don't know anything about child development at all what if education it's, knows nothing
6: about child development well, it's all. like allowing it's, bureaucrats to run oh this covid farce right now why don't we have right. medical doctors like the good dr shiva here and dr butar exactly. who absolutely well wait a minute wait a minute we like, pam,
0: pam pam Buttar, well, wait, wait, Pam butar wait wait pam pam i'm not gonna give but- Buttar is with the clintons he said he supports oh. rfk he's a scam guy who was brought in by bobby kennedy Bobby Kennedy and the Clintons created Buttar and this Miskovitz thing. Okay. They have Thank created this.
4: Clarifying.
0: Yeah. Thank so, you. so, yeah. and he has yeah. said, I am, you know, so I'm not going to give that numbskull a platform. Okay. They, gotcha. w- when I came out with fire Fouchy, they literally, what the, what the not so obvious establishment does, they literally take your material. Okay. They plagiarize it. They use yeah. the rhetoric. Right. So everyone here should recognize this guy. Butt ass is what I call him. Okay, because of the names that he's called me, and he is he is Kennedy's left nut, and he's got the other woman at his right nut. Okay, they they literally the Kennedys and the deep state establishment literally hijacks bottoms up movements. They did this in the civil rights movement. You had Malcolm X. You had people coming bottoms up. They created Martin Luther King. Bobby Kennedy Sr. created Martin Luther King, pushed him on the masses. And then what they did was they took advantage of black people. Nothing changed after civil rights. They said, don't use the N-word. They created affirmative action, which pitted poor blacks against poor whites. The average net worth of a black person in Boston is $8. The average net worth of a white liberal elite, like the Carries and the Kennedy's in Boston, is $250,000. Okay? So let's, and I'm telling you, Pam, you need to get this.
3: Dr. Sheba. No, no, let me finish. Let, let me finish. Let me finish.
0: No, let me finish. Let me finish. People right. need to get this. We're not going to have any change in this world at all until people recognize not the obvious establishment, but the not so obvious establishment and the way that they work.
5: Okay. Right. I completely get it. Believe me.
4: <laughs> I just,
0: because I this is the way that little they little keep little people little in bondage. Right let right me any, anyway. Know. Let's couple of other people yeah. coming and let me give and then we're gonna wrap it up. Oh, wait, Hold on. To do this. Thank you. Be well. All right.
5: Thank you so much. Thank you. Be well.
0: Yep. Let me bring the next person in. Who do we have here? Uh, Let's see. Yep. So we have 909. I'm going to bring it all. Hello. How are you? Hello.
2: How How are you?
0: Good. How are you? Where are you from? Can you ask your question (laughs) or your comment? Go ahead.
2: Hi, it's Jamie Horace I'm from Los Angeles, California.
0: Nice to have you. Uh,
5: I
2: work for a law firm and I'm a clinician and we specialize in dependency court and some of the corruption that goes on here in Los Angeles. And my question is, we're helping a woman right now a Cynthia Abzug, in Colorado who's been falsely accused of committing a crime conspiring with Q after her children were taken by department of children and family services, accusing her of fictitious disorder, you know, bunch houses by proxy.
5: Mm-hmm. And
2: even though there's a lot of lawyers involved and some journalists, we're having a, a very hard time having this particular case see some justice. We've reached out to the FBI, we've talked to local politicians and we're hitting a dead end. So we're hoping
6: that maybe you have some suggestions. I would go directly to the Office of Civil Rights, which which is housed within DHHS. There are two buildings for DHHS in California. One is in Sacramento, right next to the Capitol, and the second is in your county of Los Angeles. You go in as an attorney or as a JA and state that there is an issue. They will take your complaint, and then you take that complaint and go right to the FBI or the OIG of your state, the Office of the Inspector General.
2: Okay, great. Now, this case is in Colorado, so is it the same process? We should exact. contact the Office of the Civil there?
6: yes ma'am and that case if any case should be shown right now this is one of those absolute fictitious cases that should be shown as unfounded and already taken down the particulars in that case absolutely make my stomach turn it is one of the best examples of the deviance and malfeasance and dereliction of duty and judicial malfeasance that i've ever read okay you aren't familiar with the case
2: that we're helping with Cynthia. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty atrocious.
6: It really is, but it's because she also knows her rights and she stood up to them. They absolutely hate it. They want you to comply, comply, comply. Why all the money?
2: Yeah, she was definitely, you know, calling the them out, not only Colorado, but her case had come over. She had had trouble in Broward County, Florida, who we know has had some corruption within their departments, their sheriff departments. And so she went over to Colorado and she's, you know, retaliated against with the school district, her asserting her rights in the IEPs. uh, And then of course with her other daughter. And so it's pretty sad what's going on. She's staying strong. I talked to her this morning. She's holding up her hopes, but it's definitely a case of retaliation and a woman that has been trying to point out the human trafficking issue, not only of her own children, but, the country
6: at large and the retaliation is pretty apparent in this case. Absolutely, and the best advice I can give you as an advocate doing this for almost four years, find the perjury and prove it in court.
0: Great, thank you. Now are
6: you talking about criminal court or are you talking about in the dependency court? Because she's facing In, in, in JDC court. court, go ahead and find the perjury and prove it with exculpatory evidence that it's false. That way you can file a federal claim for fraud upon the court. To start off your federal civil rights case okay great thank you so much
2: Pam.
0: thank you Dr. Sheba. thanks jamie be well thank you so let's okay, thanks pam let's see who else is i think we have i'm going to take there's a couple of people waiting here i'm just going to bring them all in and i'm going to because they've been waiting hi we have a, a bunch of people here why don't each one of you ask your comment or your question one at a time let me start with the 403 number hello Oh, someone's just hi uh, the number 205 do you want to make a comment 561 um, sorry go ahead
2: sure hi um, this is Terry LaPointe and uh, I was with um, medicalkidnap.com for um, more than four years investigating and research these stories and what i learned absolutely horrified me Um, someone had tagged me and i kind of came in late but i was really excited to see you addressing some of these issues i've investigated hundreds of stories like um cynthia absent um i've followed that story and then there are so many stories just like this all over the country and i came into this thinking that child child protective services was there to protect children and to, uh, to deal with kids who had awful parents, And I found out that nothing was further from the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, so actually it was Boston, Massachusetts, the, uh, Jennifer Pelletier case was the first case that I was following as, as a mom, as a citizen, just paying attention. And then I got involved and was asked to start investigating these stories. So I appreciate you covering this and, um, You know, if there's anything that I can help with,
0: let me know. Well, one of the main things is I think you brought up the uh, uh, the Jennifer Pelletier case. People need to understand, look, the revolution took place in Massachusetts, right? Yeah. Massachusetts is known to be the center of innovation, right? MIT, all these. Mm -hmm. But it has become not the center of innovation. It's become the deep state of Babylon here. It is where they come up with fascist innovation, they figure, out so that they figure out how much they can impose on people. This is where those kinds of innovations are tested, how much vaccinations they can do. And they learn how to do it through the not so obvious establishment. I cannot, mm-hmm. you know, the Elizabeth Warrens who say that she cares about, you know, fighting the big banks. Well, what did they create? They created Dodd-Frank, which destroyed big banks, I mean, destroyed small banks. Everything they do is regulatory framework top-down with the veneer of we're gonna help you, okay? And they always find their minions. Right now in the vaccine movement, they have created this guy, Buttass and Miskovitz, I'm telling you. These people came out of nowhere and they created them to deviate people away back into the establishment. They're both Clinton supporters, big time Clintonites, okay? And you have to get this because these people are very sophisticated. They never expect people to come bottoms up and take them out. That is why what we're doing in Massachusetts is the right innovation. So when you talk about the Jennifer Peltier case, what they did there was a testing ground. They test stuff out here. That's why the Kennedys are here. The Kennedys are institutionalized, not so obvious establishment deep state. What I mean by that is they frame them as people with supporting the blacks and the whites supposedly, right? With their little shirt cuffs, you know, cuffed up halfway, you know what I'm talking about, right? looking out the window, supposedly looking into the future. It's all bullshit. That's where it's done. Massachusetts is where they create the deep state. And they create the not so obvious establishment. I have
2: noticed in in my research dealing with, with adult protective services, guardianship abuse, medical kidnapping, different things. So many things all go back to Boston. It's uncanny. All of it. uh, Unbelievable. It's just amazing how much goes back to Boston. Um, There's also, like I said, the guardianship abuse. I did um, a series of like three or four um, stories just in in a three or four month period where they were killing senior citizens taking guardianship of them fraudulently and and drugging them and taking them away from their families and but the thing is it's not just it starts there a lot can, connects to Harvard and Boston and exactly. all that, but it it's gone all throughout the country
0: but um, this is and, the, and
2: it's permeated the whole entire country
0: but I'm telling you who where did Jeffrey Epstein have an office at?
2: He had one at Harvard, did he, did yes, he not?
0: Yes, and after he was yep. convicted, they gave I it to him. That. After he was convicted, the president of MIT gave him, took more money. These And if you connect all of this to the fact that he was a child trafficker, right? Mm-hmm.
3: It's look, all, yes, it's look, all, connected. Look, look, it's it's all at, connected. look at who
0: was in his Rolodex. The Kennedys were in his Rolodex, okay? So when okay. you start looking at this, the Clintons were down at his at his island, and people need to wake mm-hmm. up. They need to really wake up and they need to understand that the Clintonites, the Kennedys, the liberal elite are mm-hmm. the people who sell, it's like they sell you sugar-coated candy and then people swallow it. And it, until people don't get this, we will have human suffering taking place over and over and over again. And they have their minions and they literally mm-hmm. steal. I mean, when I did the fire Fauci campaign, butt called me up, okay? And he literally started his own thing. And he said, I got more views than you. He was, he's promoted. He was a doctor who was under medical, you know, all sorts of malpractice. They create these people, okay? Like, and, and this is a phenomenon once, look, there's physics to political movements. And if people understand the physics, will win. But if you think the not so obvious establishment is out there for you, you will lose, lose, lose. Right. And that is what's going on. The, I mean, it's unbelievable. I'm looking at the numbers here. 1.2 2 trillion, 50% more than the defense budget of the United States. Now, how did we get here? Well, you look back, it started in, I think, the, the 1997. Well, that's almost 23 years ago. Okay, is that right?
3: It goes so much
2: further back though. I mean, I did a deep dive into the child abuse pediatricians and that field because they're in the hospitals and they're the ones uh, accusing parents of Munchausen syndrome by proxy or um, accusing them of abuse when there is no abuse and they're not really experts in anything. And I did a deep dive into their history that goes back a hundred years. This has been building up and it started in Boston and and I did a, a There's there's a lot of information about the history of these child abuse pediatricians, but they are the influence of of, of child protective services they they are the ones that that child protective services can go to if a parent decides they don't want to vaccinate or if they're quote causing trouble or disagree with the doctor then then the hospital just brings in the child abuse pediatrician to say hey this is abuse and nobody argues with that and then they've got another child um that they can use for the human trafficking or the sex trafficking y'all were talking about the sex trafficking earlier and and i didn't do The numbers, as far as statistics, but I I would say at at least seventy five to eighty percent of the older kids that I talked to, that I interviewed, that I've dealt with, that were that went into the foster care system were molested in foster care, even though none of them had been molested in their own home. And we know there are statistics, there's federal data that shows that children in foster care are at least six times more likely to be raped, abused, molested or killed in foster care than even if you left them in their own home, even if that home was a troubled home.
0: Truth. Yeah. So so I, I think, Pam, you were saying it's 88 percent when they get to foster the care FBI
6: numbers for 2018. It is confirmed at a conservative Eighty-eight percent are. Child I believe, I absolutely graphic. believe that just from just from the people that I've talked to. Yep. Easily. Yeah. Wow. Easily. I followed your deep dive. And, so and Terry. So let, let me let me let me there's her, one follow other. Her, follow well, her on Twitter. Follow her on Facebook. She is absolutely beyond my equal. I would consider her my better. Oh, aunt oh aunt. my. God. So oh, and, one, and, one one and, second, everyone. One on one second. I
0: I want to just give fairness to Tom, but thank you very much. I'm going to bring uh, someone else in, but thank you. It's, so there's two other people You're on so the. Welcome. Thank you, Be Well. There's two other Ms. people on the call, from six four six and
3: Michelle Bain. Thank you for unmuting me, and thank you, Dr. Shiva, yes. for having this discussion. I appreciate it. I am a black woman with six children. And I have to reiterate that because we've been fighting for 15, 20 years, Child Protective Services in New York City. So when you kept saying Massachusetts, I was like, no, it's New York City. The Clintons have an office on 125th Street where one of the main quarters, well it's ACS, Agency for Child Protective Services, which is nationally, CPS. In 2003, they took my children, they came to my house with the police, and in 2002, I refused to vaccinate my one-year-old daughter, and uh, the hospitals called the uh, Social Worker, they tried to intimidate you, to scare you, to get the vaccines. I did vaccine because they made me feel such, like such a bad parent, but my daughter wrote Slow down. And so, what I did, I called the commissioner to complain. The commissioner did a home visit and they gave my daughter therapy because she was messed up from the vaccine. So after that, I took. they have a course where they tell Pam to take a course, you, you know, not to say that you did anything wrong, but to, uh, to give you help and services you need. So I did that. And the next day, you know, um, I'm getting a knock at the door. After that, excuse me, the school called for my son and said, oh, my son uh, is acting up. So they wanted to get some psychotropic drugs, and I said no to that. So it's one thing after the other, so they keep building. It's like your family becomes targeted. You ever heard of targeted individuals? Yes, targeted families are real. So any little thing you do or here, here comes ACS. Do you not know? I did spank my daughter at the age of fifteen because she was out with some kids who she met were from foster care and um she stuck, she scratched herself on her arm. She went to school. Here goes another report. Oh, with the scratch face, um you spanked your child? Yes, I did spank my child because she was out of order. But she scratched herself, got a letter from the doctor's office. Here come ACS, ACS. Come to the door, said so my daughter needs help. Okay, we'll get her out. Oh. Next two days, I came with the police to take all my children, but did not take my older daughter. Not only that, they promised my son some Jordan sneakers. And my son is like, you promised me you are gonna buy me some Jordan sneakers. So I'm saying the viciousness, and ever since then, from 2002, I've been fighting. Another thing, Dr. Shiva, landlords justification they're using acs now as a weapon failure to provide stability housing they set you up to use your placement you lose programs i'm seeing this all the time you call on your landlord for because of violations in apartments which they did that to me so i call hpd because there was no heat i had to buy a heater i rented the house the rent was paid. The landlord didn't want to do no repairs. Do you know? Guess who showed up on my door? Knock, knock, ACS. And I put that on film too. They're telling me about the violations in my home. I said, well, are you HPD? Are you going to go to a housing court to make the corrections? and they send me a notice to come to their office so i'm saying this thing when it goes and when you become a fighter because i became an advocate under national action network which is our shopping when you become a fighter so i've been in the courtroom day and night birthdays holidays for myself for other parents they will not leave you alone so it becomes like a lifetime movement i can tell you stories after stories
0: so, so anyway, so anyway, I, we yeah so. did go to
3: the vice president. I wanted to let him know. I did write a letter. I did special reports. My kids did press conferences. Guess what? Didn't go anywhere.
0: Michonne, listen, thank you for sharing yes. this. The issue is that uh, Al Sharpton in many ways is also sold out people. Okay. Yes he is. He's a seller yes he He's is. a, he's an, he's a Tom. At the
3: time I didn't know you need, in the community so you think right. well go to shopping yeah what? yeah but when but I, I i spoke on it i did presentation at the network right i don't want to say this but i saw a check pass somebody's hand and after that they was questioning me about what i was testifying about and um i was shut down my committee
0: Michonne, oh. listen um yeah what i want to talk about is and i want to wrap this up because we've i think i think First of all, Pam and Catherine and everyone who's called in, thank you. This issue, that the fact that it's a trillion dollar or one point is not known broadly. I didn't know about this. Okay, And the fact is, this is going to become one of the central parts of my campaign. And let me tell you why. Our campaign is about eliminating this top down model. When you look at the Al Sharptons, when you look at the Kennedys, when you look at the Clintons, when you look at the Elizabeth Warrens and Bernie Sanders, these people are the real evil. Look, the clear evil is the deep state establishment, but these people are created by the deep state establishment. So they sucker you in, Michonne. So you put your faith in an Al Sharpton. So you put your faith in a Kennedy. Okay? they are the wings of the establishment. Is that clear to everyone? Yes. I I hope this is clear because this is because this is the physics of this. I'm a scientist. I'm a systems guy. And if people let me just finish. If people do not look one second, let me finish this. I want everyone to understand this because other everyone who gives, oh, well, Bobby Kennedy, you know, his brother, his father got shot, his uncle got shot. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. And this is a way they keep people in bondage. The Al Sharptons, similarly on the white side in, in Massachusetts, you have talk right. show hosts. So we have to recognize that anyone in power like this, who's been there a long time, is 99% chance a scumbag, okay? And it's about time people break from this. And we we have to build a bottoms-up movement. Nothing is going to come from legislators, Pam, Michonne, anyone. Nothing. That's all. And if people people have faith, that's why... And and the
3: children are roaming the streets. Nobody's doing nothing. The police department says, we see the force of care running the streets. one the children roam the
0: well, streets all the time. Well, well, Michonne, when you look at this model, when I look at it, look, I, I create businesses, right? I create legitimate businesses. This is a one point two trillion dollar industry. One point two trillion, 50 yes. percent more than the defense budget. And then top of it, you have child trafficking with the Jeffrey Epstein's and yes. the Clintons and the Kennedys and all these people who participate in some form or another. OK, this is not right. this is none of this is going to change. Unless we go bottoms up. And the sooner. Yeah. How
3: do we get protected though? Because there's many other families who try to speak out. Oh my goodness. Well, Mishan, this is.
0: Mishan, it's not going to happen until we recognize that we need to create a movement. And that movement is not the Al Sharpton's. It's people like me. It's people like you. A guy like me does not need to run for U.S. Senate. I don't need to do this. OK. Mm-hmm. And the and the election yeah, in Massachusetts.
2: The knowledge, so.
0: Yeah. But I'm saying the knowledge here is to understand it's physics. E equals MC squared. OK. F equals force. You know, these are physical laws. And one of the physical laws is the Al Sharpton's are the scumbags. The Kennedy's are the <laughs> scumbags. I'm telling you.
3: Yeah. The, and and if you and because if people let me tell you, people are waking up and they're talking all over the country. They're tired. Right, so, but you
0: need to understand waking up all over the world. Michon, when world, people yeah. when people come bottoms up, like with Truth, Freedom and Health, a guy like me, it's the Kennedys who are my enemies. They're the ones who will try to do character assassination. They're the ones that they use. Yeah. And and we need a movement to protect its true leaders, its revolutionary leaders like myself and you and others. This needs to be understood. If this principle is understood, they're they're done. I'm telling you, they're over. The problem is that people get manipulated by the not so obvious establishment. And that is why I'm running for United States Senate and all of you need to get behind this campaign because it's not a campaign to win a Senate election. It's a campaign to enlighten people that it's not the establishment alone. It's the not so obvious establishment. It's a Gandhi in India who was used by the British to manipulate people, telling people to get their asses whooped. That's bullshit. Non-violence. It's nonsense. Right. I mean, who, what, what rightful person would say, oh, yeah, you hit me with the head on, hit me again. This isn't bullshit. Okay? And people forget. And I just wanted to add, once the children get
3: into their care, they can do anything they want with their children. So if you was against... Uh, vaccine, they will vaccinate the hell out of your children, and when
0: children act up, they also put them in psychiatric... Machan, we know all this. We need to put now our energy into what is to be done, okay? We know the evils of the establishment, but what needs to happen is people... What is to be done? Let me tell you what is to be done. People need to wake up and realize that the revolution is going to be bottoms up. You cannot look to your leaders top-down. You cannot. And if you keep doing that, we're gonna lose. And you must protect your leaders who are coming bottoms up like myself. You and we must do it ferociously, like warriors.
4: Ferocious. Yeah. yeah. That's right.
0: Because a guy Absolutely. like me, a guy like me doesn't need to do this with the four degrees from MIT, everything I've done. But I'm one of you. I came from nothing. And I'm doing this because I hate these people. And I'm doing it with a righteous anger. And it's time that we all recognize that. And on social media, we need digital warriors. We need to recognize that the movement is not gonna win as long as we give one little inch, one little quote-unquote hope, the bullshit Obama hope, okay? We're not gonna give right. any this hope way. to these people. And when enough of us realize that, hey, we don't need a lot of people, by the way. We don't need a lot of people. But if everyone on this phone call, the 16, 2,000 people get it, it's over for them. And I, and I wanna end with this, if you look at the Vietnam War, if you really look at it, when the Vietnam War started, first to resist movement against the war, right? The anti-war movement. And many people said, oh my God, the Democrats, the Democrats, they're gonna stop the war. Knowing that Barry Goldwater was a rabid lunatic who wanted to support the war, right? So
4: yeah.
0: people kept hanging on to the left wing of the Democratic Party. Oh, the Obviously, the establishment wanted it. Then they hung on, hung on, hung on, hung on. Then they thought, oh, Lyndon Johnson is going to stop the war. Well, if you go look at the 1968 Democratic Convention, it was a bombing of Cambodia took taking place. He had machine guns on the stage of the Democratic Convention because there were massive protests. He unleashed the police to d- beat the hell out of these youth. OK, after that beating on the head is when people said, oh, maybe the Democrats are not on our side. You see what I'm saying? And then when they broke with the left wing of the Democratic Party, the Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, the Kennedys, that's when the war ended in 24 months. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? You got to get this. It is. Yeah. Yeah,
2: this is going around all over the world. It's amazing. And you said something very interesting just now. And you said it doesn't have to be a ton of people. It's got to be a few people that start opening people's eyes, and I'd like to thank you for prying people's eyes open because we go through worlds with our eyes shut all the time.
0: Yeah, and the eyes that need to be opened. Look, I I love the you know I'm I love the you know uh, the story of Christ, but if you look at the story of Christ, it wasn't the Romans who finally betrayed him, right? Who was it? Who betrayed? It's the Pharisees. Him? Yeah, but yeah. It, yeah, it was the Pharisees and the Sadducees and. His, you know, um, Judas, who spoke all the rhetoric, right?
3: Yeah. Yep.
0: And that's who the Kennedys are. And it's I'm telling you, people need to wake up to this.
3: Don't forget the religious system. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, churches. And the, the churches. churches and all and all, the
0: only people you can trust are working people bottoms up. Go look at what does this person do? Do they Are they a plumber? Oh, they're an electrician. They're a nurse. They're an engineer. They're an entrepreneur. They make something. Do not trust the preachers. Do not t- trust the talking heads. Do not trust the lawyers. Do not trust the politicians. And if you do, you're very naive and you're basically going to suffer. This this suffering. Well,
6: you're, you're creating a problem in the world for everybody else.
0: Yeah.
3: Yep. And,
6: and folks, if I can just interject this, I'm an Adams. My family began, came here from England and settled in Massachusetts. John Adams, the founding father, I am directly related to through a son, John Quincy. I have more love for a state I've never even visited. I hold Massachusetts because everything Dr. Sheba has said about Massachusetts absolutely is correct. And look what they've turned that into. Instead of John Adams, you now have Elizabeth Warren. Wow.
0: Well, you have Joe Kennedy running here. You have Ted Kennedy. Right. Let's not forget the the legacy of these people. You have someone who got away with murdering a woman. Yes. Okay, and Joe Kennedy is running here. It's a fifty-one. He's got a fifty-one million dollar trust fund as a thirty-nine year old kid. He didn't earn that. He didn't earn it, and he wants mandatory vaccinations. And and Robert Kennedy endorsed him and raised money for him. Do you guys see what I'm saying? It is not the obvious.
2: I think that's how
0: all these guys work. Yep. But the bottom line, I think, that is that when you look at this, I think in closing, when you look at what uh, Pam and Catherine, Catherine, thanks so much. You've been on the phone, have been enlightening me on. You're looking at an industry you, that is 50% bigger than the defense budget of the United States. And this was created by the liberal elite, draconianized by Hillary Clinton who was endorsed by Robert Kennedy. And I hope people are waking up to this because we are our worst enemies if we don't get our head out of you know what and realize that it's, yeah. the, it's the not so obvious establishment. Words and rhetoric mean nothing. Their diplomacy means nothing. And remember, they always attack guys like me because of my tone, okay? And they attack you because you get angry. Well, if you're not angry, then you're probably on weed OK, you're probably on some depressants and then something's wrong. You should be angry. People should be raising hell. And that's why I'm saying our election for U.S. Senate in Massachusetts is a profound movement. It's gone global. We must win here. So everyone here recognize. What's that?
2: I said you better get in.
0: Not I better get in. You better make sure I get in. Yep.
2: I'm OK, fantastic. No, 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 no. But America. what what
0: what you what you can do is everyone on this call probably knows either a friend or a friend's friend who knows someone in Massachusetts. I guarantee you, it's two degrees of freedom. Everyone listening, yeah. This is a. Is
3: from the city? I could come. Well. I mean, I feel like we could get a group to even come to Massachusetts.
0: You should look, there's a lot of black folks in Massachusetts who've been bamboozled by the Democratic Party. And by the way, I don't care about the Republican Party. They hate me also. But it's time yeah. we get people off the freaking plantation. Okay? They're mm-hmm. on the plantation of the top-down movement, which is the Kennedys and the and 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 the GOP establishment, all of them. It's gonna be okay. us. So we need to get you know, minorities, poor whites, veterans, recognizing that it's people like us, we're gonna help them. The veterans and the blacks and the minorities get used, they they get used as photo opportunities for the Kennedys. Okay, nice black and white photos, right? With some music in the background, looking out into some distance, it's all total, total BS, okay? So anyway, I wanna thank everyone. Pam, thank you so much. Catherine, thank you so much. I feel so bad for Catherine, the hell that you've gone through. Parents, you know, you know, stuff happens in families and this is what the establishment does. They take advantage of people. They want the state involved. And I think we need to go recognize that we need to decentralize family care. It can't be socialized top down. Medicine can't be socialized. Uh, I mean, we're going to do a whole thing on homeschooling. Education can't be socialized. All of it is becoming centralized. That's what they want. So anyway, anyway, everyone uh, in closing, people should know that you have a fighter in me. You have all these people out there. We're all fighters. And it's time we get our head out of you know what and recognize that we must break from the not so obvious establishment and we must vigorously do it. We must expose them. When Bobby Kennedy, when I figured out what he was about, I went after him and people said, you're dividing the movement. No, I'm dividing truth from lies. And then what did he do? He called me total Hitler type lies. Call me a vaccine maker, said I, I have a partnership with Gil, Bill, Bill Gates and I get money from the Clintons. These people are total like Aldous Huxley type liars. So I've sued him for $95 million and I'm gonna sue other people who keep hey. repeating his stuff. And the money that I get, I'm not gonna take a penny. We're gonna put it into health and wellness centers in underdeveloped neighborhoods or underrepresented neighborhoods or underserved neighborhoods to teach people how to boost the immune system. That's what this is about. Massachusetts is a center of the deep state. Our campaign is to nuke the deep state right here. And everyone needs to help. We must nuke the deep state right in Massachusetts. That's what this election's about. It's not about just winning a stupid Senate seat. It's way beyond that. I hope people get that. This is not about winning some dumb Senate seat. Okay, it's about having a guy like me in the Senate for the next six years and raising hell and hell and hell with all of you behind me. Imagine all of you being in the Senate office with me for the next seven years and going after these people. Six years. Imagine what we could do. Okay,
4: that's
0: right. So anyone, everyone go to Shiva for Senate, support the campaign. If you go there, you can go right into the volunteer section. Anyone. Here, go tell your friends. We want to have at least 10,000 lawn signs. We give them away. Go to pick up a lawn sign. I'm showing it here. There's about 40 different locations. We have amazing volunteers here. We must win this election. This is like live or die. That's the way we got to win this. We must win this. Donate to the campaign. If you can't afford 25, afford 5 or 10, get the book system and revolution. Arm yourself with knowledge. We must win this. Anyway, thank you, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Adure. Thank you Pam. Thank you all. Thank you for all the people called in. Let's win this. Thank and you. and we're not going to win this without being ferocious warriors. Not 1 inch to the not so obvious establishment. Not 1 inch. Expose 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 them. Okay? Everyone promise? All right. Thank you. Be well. Thank you everyone. Be well. Be the light. Let's go get them. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Okay, bye-bye.